Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Save, Spend, Invest podcast. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. This is your girl, Bookie Smart, and I am so excited to come and talk to you guys about financial planning because that's something that I don't get asked um, enough of, but I feel like the people who really want to know, and it's a question that it's a question that a lot of people think about, but they're not really, or some people are not even really sure what financial planning is. Um, but as the name does suggest, it is just basically planning your finances and planning for your future. Today specifically, we're going to be talking about um, financial planning in your twenties, as I believe that nearly all, um, if not all, of my audience are currently in their twenties um, or early thirties at least. Um, so yeah, this would be how to financially plan in your twenties. And guys, like I always say, if you really like this episode, if you want more people to hear it, then one, you want to share it with your friends, send a link on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, send a link to your friends and family, tell them to check it out, drop me a comment or put this up on your Instagram story or tweet it at me at Safe when invest on Twitter and on Instagram. And the third thing and my favorite thing that I would love you to do is to hop on Apple Podcasts if you do use an iPhone and to rate and review this podcast because it really does help me um, boost my ratings. It also is a good way for people to find this podcast. So I would really appreciate that you do that. Okay, so now without further ado, let's talk about how to make money moves in your 20s. So the first thing that I want to talk about, I'm going to be talking about four things mainly. The first one is control your spending. The second thing is you want to be saving regularly. The third thing is investing and building good credit. And then the fourth thing is saving for retirement. So let me pause here and tell you guys to go on my Instagram um, page. I'm going to put this up as well and comment on which one you're most interested in and, and in what stage of your life. So some people already have savings on lock, but they're still finding it really difficult to um, spend their money wisely. They're always still having to dip into their savings every now and again. Some people are better um, savers. Some people are better when it comes to controlling their spending, but then they don't really save consistently. One month, they're great. The other month, they're down the drain. Another month, they're like, oh, you know, just head above water. Some other people are good with saving and good with spending, but not so much with investing. And then, like, n- no, literally very few people that I speak to talk to me um, and you know, confidently when it comes to long-term financial planning and saving for retirement. So I feel like... In our 20s, that's one of the things that we take for granted that we actually shouldn't be taking for granted, especially if you are um, in a workplace that offers um, that offers you the opportunity for your employer to match your pension. So whatever you put into your pension, they would match either the same amount or a percentage of the amount that you're putting in um, or a percentage of your salary. I feel like that's something that we don't talk about enough. So we're going to get into all four of them. Um, not too deeply, what I really want to hone in on are some tips that you need to be thinking about when it comes to investing i get asked a lot a lot a lot about investing and i promise you guys i am i am working something i i am um hoping to be able to give out more content when it comes to investing i just really have to throw it around you know carefully when it comes to that aspect because um even though I say all the time that I'm not giving financial advice, I do know that some people will take it as financial advice. So I also have to like protect myself and make sure that I'm not just, you know, basically telling you guys to 
do something um, I always need to make sure that I give a disclaimer to say this is not financial advice so before I even start let me just say it again this is not financial advice speak please speak to your financial advisor you know for the information all that good stuff really just go to the bank um, and ask your banker if you have any questions about what I'm saying or even better still come and ask me and then I'll probably tell you to ask your banker but I'm gonna probably um, tell you a little bit of things before that okay i'm going to stop watering on so let's talk about the first thing then control your spending so the episode before this we talked about 10 ways to manage and improve your spending habits i feel like if you are not having your spending habits on lock if it's not tight if it's not 100 percent really we shouldn't even go to two three or four you really shouldn't be thinking about saving yet you shouldn't be thinking about investing yet and i mean you really i don't even know if you will be thinking about pensions or saving for retirement but it's so important that when you are in your 20s you have your spending on lock you've often heard the the quote by robert kiyosaki um, who says that it's not about how much you make it's not about how much you earn it's about how much you keep and what you are able to then leave um for your family and for your generation and you know used to build um a legacy so if you haven't already checked out the last episode and i think i had another episode that talks about um eight ways to improve your money management as well but that's one of the things in your 20s that you really want to keep on lock so a couple of things that i normally repeat and i say this time and time again and um, but someone always you know finds it either really late or they're like oh you know i didn't see it from that point of view but one of the things that i i, I do use um to control my spending is the 50 30 budgeting rule so basically that means that 50 percent of your income should go towards necessities so paying your bills your rent um that of 50% should be your essentials, basically. Then 30% should go towards your lifestyle. So that's where you have your gym membership. That's where you have your shopping. That's where you have your travel. Um, that's where you have, you know, the things that you want to do with your money. Um, and then 20% should go towards financial planning so that it's either paying off debt investing or and savings so those are the three things that you want to think about when it comes to budgeting so some people don't really like to look at the nitty-gritty not everyone is an excel um, um lover like i am not everyone studied accounting and finance not everyone is good with numbers or even just tracking your expenses but these days you have apps like money pro in nigeria um, my brother uses it and he loves it you have monzo in the uk and you have a couple different options um, that basically do your budgeting for you. All you have to do is plug in the figures and say, this is how much I want to spend on transport. This is how much I want to spend shopping. This is how much I want to spend buying personal development books each month. This is how much I want to spend going out and eating with friends. You know, it's just about having a controlled um, amount and really knowing where exactly your money is going to it. So you can't, you know, when I ask people the question, can you tell me how much you spend on transport if it's not fixed? The answer is always no. Can you tell me how much you spend on eating out? The answer is no. Can you tell me, you know, what can you tell me about your bank account? And people are like, I can tell you the figure that is not in there. And that is the figure that I need to continue living for the month. You know, and we always feel like we don't have enough. But that's often because we don't have our spending in control. Because once you know how much you spend on certain things, you are able to sort of have a peace and have freedom to do other things and know that, okay, I can afford to go to Nando's and Wagamama because I've, you know, I've taken care of all my bills. I've automated my savings. I've put, you know, some money in my investment accounts and I'm good to go for the month or you know you just 
you can plan your month and i know that things don't always go according to plan but at least when you have um when you have that 50 30 rule really working and saying okay i know that 50 percent of my salary is going towards my necessities then it's not going to be the middle of the month and you're looking for how you're going to be able to afford your phone bill. Do you get what I mean? You're not going to have to dip into your savings to go to your friend's birthday um, party because you've allocated the right amount. So, you know, use apps, use spreadsheets, use whatever works for you. But in your 20s, this is the time you want to have your spending habits in check. Okay, so that's the first thing. Um, The second thing then is to save regularly and this one again i've talked about this a few times on the podcast as well so go back and listen to a couple of episodes um on saving but basically in your 20s you want to be saving regularly some people say oh i've been a saver all my life and i'm like okay but what is in your bank account now and they're like oh you know things happen this one happened with my car and this one happened and i have to travel and i have to do this and i'm like no 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 no. (laughs) you're not you know you cannot be saving one up you can't be saving when it's convenient because you're never going to get anywhere with just doing it when you feel like it or when you can afford it it is a sacrifice but it is important that if you are thinking about your future and you really want to start you know doing things in your 20s that would set you up for your 30s for your 40s for your 50s you have to control your spending and next after that is you have to be saving regularly okay it's not i'm just gonna stash one thousand pounds here and then come back in a few months and then stash another 300 pounds and then come like you need to be doing this consistently you need to be doing this on a month by month basis for people who get paid um bi-weekly you need to be doing this when you get paid bi-weekly or you can do it on a month by month whatever works for you but it needs to be consistent consistency is the name of the game and that is how um people reach you know really big goals i mean i I, i've shared this before but when i um when i was in uni and i I had this goal to save two thousand pounds like no matter what happened i was going to save two thousand pounds um by the end of one year and it was just a combination of me being very proactive to go and look for extra ways to earn money in the uni so either by volunteering um um, for something to do with the student program of being a student ambassador or getting big paychecks from doing a couple of days worth of work or it was you know monetizing my skill when it came to like babysitting which I was you know I'm really good with kids so I, I could do babysitting um, selling hair just doing whatever I could do to earn more money um, and then just really saving regularly like I knew that no matter what came in I was going to save this amount of money each month um, and there were days that I was like I was really really tempted to go and just take you know 10 pounds here 20 pounds um, and I know that I talk about treating yourself but I was on a mission that year to hit 2,000 pounds and I as, again I've said this before but I, I managed to hit it just after summer when I finished my internship and it's interesting because quite a few of my friends were doing internships and I was seeing them go out and buy clothes and you know buy new weeds and I was just like wow like how I would love to spend all of my money with you guys but I knew that I had a mission and just having that goal really really drove that motivation for me to save consistently and regularly so that is why it's important um, and for people who say things like oh you know your savings is always fluctuating because you always have emergencies then 
again i've said this in the previous episode but it's important that you have an emergency fund you cannot just say and you know you cannot just say i have a savings account and then anything that happens oh i'm stranded you go and dip into your savings oh my car broke down you dip into your savings my car needs repairs i need a new laptop i need a new dish you know genuine expect genuine um emergencies yes but that's not what your savings account is for your savings account you know, and I encourage people to have multiple. I have multiple savings accounts. I have savings accounts for traveling. I have savings accounts for, you know, buying books. I have savings accounts for buying luxury items. I have savings accounts for just so many different things. Um, and I don't put, you know, money in them all the time. Sometimes, like now, I'm currently funding my travel um, savings account. So when that hits the goal, because I'm using Monzo, so I have a set goal. So once I hit that, I know that, okay, that includes my flight, my accommodation, and my spending money, and potentially some holiday clothes, you know. <laughs> so I put that in one, and then once I hit that target, then I can reallocate that money that, I, that was going there before into something like, I don't know, my car repair savings. Um, but people who always dip into savings because of emergencies, you should establish an emergency fund. Um, usually people say, you know, it should be big enough to cover three to six months income. I would say income. Some people say living expenses. I always say income because I feel like living expenses can fluctuate. I mean, you, you get to a point where you can establish, you know, what is the minimum amount you need to live on. I say this often that people who live at home don't have an excuse to be saving anything less than 30% of your income because really, what are you spending? Like, you need to come and tell me what you're spending on. You're spending your phone bill. You're spending on your social life. You're spending on, you know, hanging out with... Like, you have no reason to be saving less than 30%. Okay, and if you're saving 30%, then take 10% and start putting that as an, into an emergency fund. You can have an emergency fund, emergency fund in a bank that you don't see. That's also what I encourage people to do generally for savings. If you're having um, a difficult time, or if you keep dipping into it, then I'd always say get an account, um, get to bank accounts, and just tell them you don't want the details, you don't want the card details, you don't want the online details. You want to physically have to go to the bank if you want to get money out. Which which is how I was able to save my £2,000 um, because I didn't have access to it. I didn't see it, so I couldn't touch it. At some point, um, when it was automated, I didn't even know how much was in there at that point because everything was just going out as my um, summer salary came in. But yeah, and you know, from doing that, I was then also then able to start building an emergency fund. And guys, when I tell you that an emergency fund has been a lifesaver, it has been a lifesaver like things happen life you know throws some curveballs at you and every time it does i'm i'm always like wow if i did not have this emergency fund do you know how difficult life would have been yeah because sometimes especially when it comes to large things like anything to do with my car anything to do with like fixing a laptop or your phone it's just like mate because you know and it's genuine like some people you know we do have life happening to us um and it's not your fault obviously not but you do need to be prepared and the way that you do that is by having an emergency fund and you don't just do it overnight so you know for example i used to like chuck 
you know, £20 here, £10 here. Now I'm starting to make it a little bit more automated. So fixed amounts of about 50 or so pounds of bulk. You know, when I can do more, I do more. When I have spare change or money sitting around, um, or if it's been like a quiet month, then I, you know, throw some money in because every single time there's an emergency, I have that to fall back on. So it is important that you um, save regularly and that you also have an emergency fund. Okay, so the third thing that I'm going to spend a bit of time talking about is investing and building good credit. So I've talked about, you know, credit um, in again another one of the episodes um, where I basically talk about, I think I talk about this in the money management one, um, but I generally talk about it across all streams because good credit cannot be overrated. Like it cannot be like you don't you don't hear enough about it and i think the thing with um us africans especially growing up like my parents just taught you know all that i heard growing up was that you know credit is bad if it's not your money then it doesn't belong to you so never ever 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 borrow um only for me to find out a few years later that my dad bought a mortgage got a mortgage and i was like so how did you get the rest of the money and he was like oh you know i had to go to the bank i was like what what you mean you borrowed daddy you mean you didn't pay everything in cash <laughs> you know um and he was just saying you know he was he was laughing and he was he was taking a stab at me and he was like well you know it's because i have a good reputation blah 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 i have enough money in the bank um it just helps with cash flow i was just like okay cool 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 um but good credit is it cannot be overrated it is so powerful especially in this generation that we live in where credit basically affects your financial footprints um it affects you know if if you're going to be able to buy that car or not if you're going to be able to take out that lease if you're going to be able to get a mortgage and so many other things and like i always say it is a little bit backwards because for us growing up it's like but i have money in my debit accounts that is money that i have you know worked hard for i have earned it it is sat in my debit account why are you then telling me to spend money that is not my own but again that is how financial institutions are able to judge um you financially they're able to um you know more or less predict if you are worth lending to and although you may never come to lend from them the chances are that you probably will um if you're not going into overdrafts or using loan facilities you might come to the financial institutions for mortgages um you're going to need them when you're doing your credit checks for being able to get out a phone and contract or leasing a car or just anything that would require a credit check run um so if you don't have a credit card um because you believe that you know i can't get it i can't get it because it's bad you need to start building good credit because it's important for your financial future i only tell people to absolutely stay away from it until you know they're really good with their spending habits so for people who are impulse shoppers for example i don't encourage them to get credit cards yet so i'm like let's work on your um let's work on your budgeting let's work on controlling your spending and for you guys that don't know i actually do offer coaching services um one-on-ones i don't do them too often because of work so it is very seasonal um i've got a couple of slots now available for the next couple of months for like the next quarter really um so if you're interested in me coaching you one-on-one on mainly to do with saving and spending, I really can't, again, for um, financial, what's the word? 
just for being careful um i can't do coaching on investing just yet i am working um on something that hopefully would be able to out would help me be able to start talking um or coaching about investing but at the moment i mainly coach people through you know things like this financially planning um in their 20s saving for people who are struggling to save um and spending as well if you're struggling with your spending habits then i you know i do things where i look through your statements i do basically ensure that you are able to meet your financial goals in a nutshell so um yeah let me know if you you would be interested in coaching services and yeah we'll just tailor a plan that works for you and works for me anyway i digress <laughs> good credit it is important get a credit card to start building your credit score um and if you so i've said this before but what i do sometimes is to raise my credit score i just only some months i would only spend on my credit card and then at the end of the month just clear it with my debit card but you know these little ways are the things that do affect your financial footprint across your 20s and these you know credit scores and credit cards are one of the things that set you up financially um for your 30s for your 40s for your 50s so you want to start getting that right as early as possible as well um and then now i'm going to talk about a few tips um that i got from forbes.com um when it comes to investing things that 20 year olds and people in their 20s should know when you're thinking about investing so the, the first thing is the power of compound interest and guys i cannot go on about this enough because it is the it is literally the eighth wonder of the world if you don't already know if you haven't already seen it i actually talked about this um in very brief high overview level but i did still touch on it in my book um it is the letter c it's called capitalize on the time value of money um and basically what compound interest is it is interest on interest okay it is the type of interest that you get when interest on your savings or investment begins to compound on its own so you don't have to do anything you might not you get to a point where you don't have to put money anymore or the money you've put in for like eight years or 10 years or 15 years that just starts to basically have a snowball effect if you think about a snowball how it starts small and just starts to grow and grow grow really big and then start and the bigger it gets the faster it goes that's really what compound interest is and that's what it's about so if you don't already have my book, then I'd encourage you to get it um, because I do touch on it and it is important. And I give a very practical example and also one of the ways that you can see how compound interest would work if you are investing or if you are saving um, a specific amount with a specific percentage. So people who are doing like fixed income, for example, or mutual funds, um, then compound interest would be easier to calculate because you get a specific interest. But for people who um, are going into stocks and would like to go into stocks, then it's a little bit different because stocks do, um, they go up and down all the time and they are quite, not quite, they are very volatile. They're probably one of the riskiest assets. Um, but yeah, compound interest is important for you to know about in your 20s, but mostly to start to take advantage of in your 20s because it it literally is just money working for you and because your greatest asset is time the earlier you start the more you would have um literally i cannot talk about compound interest enough but you guys need to make sure that you start um, investing early to take advantage of compound interest 
that's the first tip number two is that you want to consider investing as part of a broader financial plan so a lot of the time when i do talks to seminars um and i talk about investing a lot of people get excited and at the end they're like oh tell me you know thank you for that i've had you know this amount of money sat in the bank tell me where i can put it and of course one i cannot tell you that <laughs> i couldn't just be like oh put it with this guy or do that or do this you know it's it has to do with your risk appetite your profile which your long-term goal. it's you know it's not just as easy as telling people put your money in this stock or buy this um buy this stock or put your money in this fund there's so many things that go into it that's also another one of the complex reasons why we don't talk about investing um as openly because it's more than it's it's not straightforward you know with saving when it's like oh you know you should be saving this amount of your income or you should be saving for this and for that or talking about spending as well being really you know straightforward use budgeting apps use you know spreadsheets and all of that with investing there are a lot you know lots of other things to consider um, but you do want to be considering investing as part of your broader financial plan. You know, so back to my story of when I speak to people, they get way too excited and they just want to put all their money into investing. Um, and this is basically like what some people call, quote unquote, the in love phase when you're like obsessed with like, oh my, you, you know, you just gotten all this revelation of compound interest and how if you start saving, you know, 200 to three to 500 pounds from when you're 20, by the time you're 35, if you don't put any amount in there, you would have more money sat in, the, in your account at 60 or at 50, more than someone who started at 35 and probably did a bit longer than um, putting it money for um 15 or 20 plus years and so people get really excited right but investing is not the answer to every problem it is important that you start investing but you need to you know do other things you need to make sure that you can afford to invest and that's one of the things i tell people is not just oh you know you talked about investing you said we should all do it you know how do i sign up I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let's first of all address your current financial situation. Where are you now? Are you even able to save regularly? Before you think about investing, do you have an emergency fund saved? Um, are you meeting your short-term goals? Are you sure that you want to start investing and lock your money basically for a couple of years? Like, it is more than meet the eye. There's definitely a big commitment, um, but it's one that definitely pays you forward. And the more that you do it and the more familiar you get um, with investing and the different types of assets that there are, which I will talk about in another episode, um, then you can basically do more. But you know, you want to be thinking about if you have credit card bi- bills to pay, or if you have loans, or if you have overdrafts, or any sort of debts, you want to get rid of those ideally before you start investing. And you don't also just want to invest your whole entire paycheck, okay? Because some people, I mean, I mean, <laughs> some people be doing the most. They just go, okay, I'm going to put 70% of my, my income into this investment account. I'm like, no, because because you cannot live under a rock. You put 70% of that. Okay, tell me how you're going to pay for rent. How are you going to pay for transport? How are you going to eat? How are you going to pay for groceries? You know, you cannot spread yourself too thin financially, especially if you have a habit of overspending and you haven't even gotten in control of your savings. Ciao you don't have no business (laughs) with investing okay so don't worry too much about investing until you have your spending on lock as well as your savings so if you don't already have those two together then that should be enough motivation to be like i need to get my spending habits in order 
um, and I need to be able to save consistently so that then I can know that I have that discipline to start investing and start investing consistently as well. The third tip when it comes to investing is that guys, really and truly, money is just a tool. It is a tool that gives us the, the power and the ability to reach our financial goals, to do the things that we want to do without money being a constraint, without money, you know, being this thing that hangs over our head, without us always, always trading time for money. I mean, when you're in your 20s, you are trading your time for money. You're working for an employer. The number of hours you work for is nearly um, or directionally proportionate to how much you get paid. So, you know, I talk about passive and active income being, you know, passive income is income that you get when you're sleeping. Active income is income that you get by being active. So when I'm at my job, I get paid for being at my job. Um, when I'm not at my job, when I'm sleeping, I don't get paid a dime. Oh, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if you go, if you were sleeping and getting paid? But how I was able to start building passive income is one, I started, um, I started writing a book, and once I had my book out, now I bless the Lord because I can sleep and know that the money from Amazon is going to be rolling into my account. Okay, um, <laughs> so you want to basically see money as a tool it is a way for you to be able to create the life and the lifestyle that you want um but you can only do this if you do not idolize money like so many people are money motivated which is not a problem i would say that i, I am quite money motivated i don't do i don't do things purely because of how much i'm going to get paid or how much money um is on the table kind of thing but it's more like I am aggressively trying to earn more, I'm aggressively trying to save more, I'm aggressively trying to invest more because I understand that money is a tool that would give me access to the life that I want to live, um, the things that I want to be able to buy, the the places I want to be able to travel to without thinking like, can I afford it? Without thinking, okay, if I travel here, then maybe I, you know, I won't be able to travel to these other places, just things like that. So make sure that when you're investing, you're investing for the right reasons, like in your heart, you know that, you know, and with investing, because you're thinking long-term, delayed gratification will come into play it is a real thing when it comes to investing so for people that think that yes you can invest and get like 50 percent return if the stock goes up but how many times or how many stocks do you even see that go up in a couple of years it takes time if you invested in amazon when it started you'd have waited 10 plus years before you really started seeing anything happen are you prepared to wait for that time so for people that are 25 think about it when you are 35 you know that potentially might be when you start seeing the return are you okay with that are you on you know do you understand that that process of waiting for you to be able to get those returns so just you know see money as a a means to an end not an end in itself we're not just striving for financial freedom so we can have a couple of zeros in our accounts that's nice but it's more what do you want to use your money for okay so the last um seminar that I went for earlier last month um I talked about people talking you know people were saying I want to earn more money I want to earn more money and I'm like okay if you earned more money today if you were earning a thousand pounds a month or two thousand pounds a month and I I you know basically said that now you're getting ten thousand pounds a month what are you going to do with the extra eight or nine k do you know that how are you going to allocate it because if you're not spending your one thousand pounds 
great if you're finding it difficult to save with that no matter how little then you're probably going to find it difficult to save with the extra eight thousand people be like no of course not i'll be more disciplined but no honey because the person is not changing okay you as a person don't change money just amplifies things if you are not great with money with a thousand pounds you're not going to be great with money with ten thousand pounds if you are struggling to save with a thousand pounds you're more you're most likely going to struggle to save with ten thousand pounds yes the money is more but the habit is the same you are the same person okay so let's get that right money is a tool it is an object it is a means to an end it is something we all want but don't let it take over you know you um the fourth thing is that you want to also ramp up your savings as you grow older. So one thing that I talked about on my Instagram um, a couple of days ago was this whole lifestyle inflation thing, which is the idea that the more money that we make, the more we should also increase our spending. Um, and a lot of millennials do this and a lot of people in their 20s, especially in um especially in your 20s people do this because you get carried away by keeping up with the journalists you get carried away by living you know living on the fast life living lavish you know going to the bahamas taking trips being flewed out you know um all of that that every time your income increases instead of you to save more or invest more you are spending more so tip number four is that the older you get, and for me, I've tried to do this with my age. So every year when I turn, when I grow um, older and we thank God wiser, um, I'm also able to increase my savings. So whether or not even people at work are um, giving me more money, I still look for either ways to make more money for myself as I turn a year older, or I just bump up my savings. It doesn't have to be much, even if it's like 1% more. But the fact is every year um, that you add another year to your life, you would basically want to not just be thinking about, okay, great, I'm, I've made more money. Um, or, you know, you're just growing and growing and growing, but you're not really like, what are you doing with the age? <laughs> you know, so have the mindset of the older you get, the more you want to put away in savings, the more you want to start thinking about long term. You know, I have girlfriends who tell me they're not thinking about things, you know, things like their kids travel, you know, their kids fund um, or they're, they're not thinking about their wedding day and they're not thinking about you know things that are not even like long long term but people are in like committed relationships and they're telling me they're not planning for their wedding and i'm like so how are you going to manufacture these couple thousands you're talking about because in your mind you have this big luxe wedding the royal wedding part two um you know that everybody and their mothers brothers sisters and friends are going to come for and you're not planning for it you know like i i know people who took who got married um, and had this amazing wedding and two years later, they're not able to travel because they're recovering from their wedding costs, their wedding cost, okay? And we hear that money is one of the ways that is one of the biggest um, things that drives divorce and that is true. Okay, I'm digressing. But my point is you need to start saving more as you grow more. As you grow more, you have more financial responsibilities. You start to think about you, you know, your long-term future. If you, once you get married, you want to start thinking about your family, your wider family. If you, once you bring kids into the picture, you want to be thinking about their college fund. You want to be thinking about, you know, the schools you're going to send them to. And kids are expensive. I don't have mine. <laughs> But I, I, I've been told that kids are expensive. So the older you get, the more you want to save. 
Tip number five, and this is actually um, a follow-on point from my tip number four about increasing your savings and not keeping up with the Jonas's. But tip number five is ignore all the Jonas's in your life. So when you are investing, especially um, sometimes, and this again is the reason why I say that you need to have your savings on lock because with savings, at least you can still go and dip in it. Most times with investing, your money is locked. You will pay a high, high high fee if you're going to take your money out before um, the maturity date or you or if you manage to take it out at a bad time in the market for people going into stocks and trading um and that is a penalty and that will cost you a lot of money and so what happens with investing sometimes is people think that investing is the same thing as savings they just think they can go in there and just pull some money out um and a lot of people do this ignorantly because they're trying to keep up appearances and they're trying to keep up with the jonas's you cannot okay you cannot keep up with the jonas's or the kardashians and be trying to invest regularly like you will be getting penalized every time you take money out um and it's just not sustainable like why okay we've talked about formal on the podcast one of the episodes one of my favorite episodes actually so far is you know was that episode talking about the fear of money because i gave some real life examples that even happened to me that week when i was recording the podcast um but fear of missing out is a thing that happens and really trips people up when they start investing so you have to be willing to ignore and drown out all the jonas's in your life or all the kardashians um as well tip number six investing in your 20s you have to invest in yourself these days everybody says yes there's tons of information out there but at the same time the first thing that everybody asks me when it comes to how did you start investing what do i invest in you know what should i do i'm like okay here is my podcast here is my book here are the other books here are the other podcasts here are the blogs here are the forums once you've done all of those you will need to talk to me you have to be willing to invest in yourself no matter what happens with the stock markets no matter what happens to the price of bitcoin no matter what happens to the economy you need to know that you understand um, what is happening with your money and you can only do that if you have invested in yourself so when i wanted to start investing um i actually just did it before i really thought about it uh, don't do that you you know think about it first um but i was just excited and i just wanted to try it and i did and you know thankfully it all worked out fine because it was fixed income so i was able to get my money back with the interest um in a couple of months i think it was six months i initially did it for um but after that experience i began to read um i began to read books i began to go online and study people watch youtube videos ask all the questions literally i type in how do you start investing in stocks <laughs> in your 20s or what things do i need to know before i start investing in stocks or how do you pick the best stocks or how do you um um diversify your portfolio what are the things that you should be investing in um that would give you greater returns just literally guys do your googles like do your googles but it is imperative that in your 20s you invest in yourself okay so if you're not already um if you don't already have a book club fund you need to get a book club fund okay which is just a little a little part of money that you have to buy books and these days i'm currently reading a lot a lot a lot of books um so i'm reading um you are a badass at making money by jensen 
Sincero. I'm reading The Slight Ed by Jeff Olsen. I'm reading um, Five Love Languages. I'm also reading Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes. And I've just bought Patricia, I've just got Patricia Bright's um, Heart and Hustle as well. But I am current, I'm constantly, constantly taking new information in. Um, and everything affects, everything affects your mindset. So sometimes I don't even read money related books but you know i'm basically picking it up in everything that i'm reading so for example the slight edge by jeff olsen is not your typical you know book that would be recommended for personal finance but it has a lot to do with your mindset um and it also talks about that mindset being linked to your bank accounts so tip number six is investing yourself tip number seven is automate your investments and learn to live on less this is basically the same thing with basically um, automating your savings and you know spending um living on living below your means so tip number seven is automating your investments and learn to live on less so i don't know if i've shared this before but with investing you can either you know do the lump sum approach which is save you know save um, of a lump sum amount of money and then go and deposit it in an investment account once you know what you would like to invest in um, so for people who are interested in like real estate for example real estate is really high initial capital um, so I know a few people that will build up that you know savings amounts to be able to go and start investing in real estate um, so you have that sort of approach like the lump sum approach that people you know typically take a couple of months or a couple of years to build up into something tangible you can also drip feed so that's something that i i'm doing because it works for me so like each month or every quarter every six months i will put some money into my investment account um and that works for me and that sort of automated so that I don't have to think about can I afford to do it this month or can I not afford to do it next month. It just automatically goes out of my accounts every um, six months for me. And because that's automated and my savings is automated, I automatically live on less. Like my brain just redirects to, okay, you know, this is great. This is basically going to be the order for the month. Okay, let me let you know that that Zara shoes you were eyeing, it's, it's a no, girl. It's a no. Or if it's going to be a yes, then you're going to have to sell two things to be able to buy it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so tip number seven is automate your investments and then learn to live on less. Tip number eight and the final tip, guys, is to let your employer help, which leads me to my last point on saving for retirement. You are not too young to start thinking about retiring. A lot of people, a lot of young people have this misconception that genuinely I, for the life of me, don't know why <laughs> we have this misconception that we think that retirement is something that only old people do i'm like oh oh no honey no no um but you ha you know a lot of a lot of companies these days do offer really good um really good plans for pensions and for saving for retirement a lot of companies like i mentioned at the start will match your contribution so if you're putting in five percent of your income your employer might also add that five percent as well and guys what i say to people is that it is free money you are losing money if you are not investing in your pension fund okay period you are losing money for every month and every year that you don't save into your pension pot you are losing free 
money i don't care how small it is i think you can start with like 20 pounds or some like some minuscule amount like do you not think that you could live if you put 20 pounds aside into your like would you die would you die though like would you not be able to continue your standard of living if you could take away 20 pounds because if you can't, then you need to come and speak to me. I can give you that extra 25. No, I can't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but you need to start thinking about retirement. It's important. If you're an American, your company offers a 401k that matches you, then contribute to that. If you're in England that and you have a pension fund, contribute to that. If you're in Nigeria and you have a pension fund with your employer, contribute to that. Contribute as much as you can. I know people who um, are like 20. 29 30 and they've been working for like seven or eight years and they've maxed their pension contributions out in other words they've done they've basically put in as much as you're possibly allowed to for one employer that is crazy okay and that when i heard um one of my friends in america tell me that that just inspired me and pushed me um to go and increase my own contribution because I mean, he was talking about his life in the last seven years and just was like, yes, I was, you know, living small and not doing as much. But now that I've maxed out my 401k, I mean, I know that I'm taking care of if I don't um, put aside any money, I would be quite comfortable in um in retirement you might not exactly be rich and be flashy and be buying your tesla cars but you're good and of course he was going to start putting more money um outside of his 401k into another pension fund a personal one so you can do that but it is so important that if you are in your 20s you start planning for retirement a lot of old people or older generation people that's the one thing they say to me that's the one thing they always say like start early when it comes to investing but also start very early when it comes to pension fund i know some people might be like oh but what if i don't have an enough to do all of these things like i talked about saving for traveling i talked about having an emergency fund i talked about um um investing or um being automated and now i'm talking about pension it's just like do i even have money for yourself listen like i said you can start with 20 pounds you can start with 50 pounds if you take out 50 pounds of your paycheck I can promise you that you will be okay. You will be okay if you don't have cheesecake that month. You'll be okay if you don't go to Zara that month. You will be okay if you um, if you don't get your nails done that month. You'll be okay if you don't buy a new pair of sneakers. Like, you're gonna be okay, okay? You will be okay. But guys, please do consider. In fact, don't, don't consider it. Just do it. Just, just do it. It is free money, okay? You don't lose money. Um, and yeah, that is really or I have come to talk about. Today's episode is really important and really interesting to me. I had a great time um, talking about financial planning in your 20s with you. I hope that you have really enjoyed this as much as I have enjoyed sharing this with you. And if you did like it, then please do take a couple of minutes um, and appreciate it and let me know by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would um, love that other things that you can do is share this with your family and friends especially the ones you know that don't have a pension plan or the ones that are always you know saying that you don't need a pension plan just put all your money in investments and savings that's good but that is not enough you need to have something um 
you know save towards retirement so send it to your friends or your family um who are not currently um doing all those things that i talked about and then lastly let me know how you've enjoyed this podcast episode and how you joined the rest of them by either putting this up on your instagram story and tagging me um at save spend invest or putting this on twitter as well and telling me one thing that you're going to start doing um from this but i hope that this was really useful thank you for listening to me and i will speak to you on the next episode have a great day or week bye